Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in the Silver King's Letters, Dearest Ones, from Europe in September of 1945. Our hero, who had hoped to be home and a civilian again in Birmingham, Alabama, remains caught in the chaos of trying to get men home from Europe to the States. And he remains in France, but in a different location, as he writes from Le Havre, a port city, on September 10th, 1945. It's been almost a month since he has written to his family. My dearest ones, first of all, let me assure you that I am in the best of health. I haven't written for some time, so I have no doubt you have been worrying as usual. I won't apologize for not writing, for my feelings are far from being apologetic. So many damn inexcusable things have happened. My ill-tempered manner has burst forth like a raging, roaring mass of water. My locale has changed since my last letter, but that's about all that can be said for it. Two hundred of us came here from Le Bourg on August 18th to be quartered here in tents in a tent city known as Lucky Strike, a processing area for the port of La Havre. Upon leaving Le Bourg, it was taken for granted by all that this would be our last stop, as it naturally should be, because from here the troops board the boats. Well, that was three weeks ago, during which time we have lived in dirt, believing we were actually going home from day to day. Yet the days passed, and men were shipped out, but we only continued to sit. Finally, this morning, the suspense was broken, and believe me, what was told to us really rocked us on our heels. Sixty-one days in route, and now we're going back to the same point at which this whole mess began. It's as difficult for me to take as I imagine it is for you to understand. I'll go back a bit and explain. Maybe it will clarify the situation for you. When I left the bomber group, my orders read I was to return to the States for rehabilitation. After arriving at Le Bourg for some unknown reason, shipments were curtailed. Then when orders finally came through after five weeks of waiting, I was thrown in with a bunch of men who were going home for redeployment. This was okay until the war in Japan ended and the policy changed to get the high point men home first. This is what screwed everything up because half our men had enough points for discharge while the others didn't have. Now all of us have to return to Le Bourg to be screened. 
Which brings us up to date with the result that the time spent here was wasted. Fortunately, I have 85 points, which is just enough to send me home unless something else happens to change it. But the men with less than 85 will probably be sent back into Germany for occupation. I suppose they are the ones to be pitied after being so close to home. But I can't feel sorry for anyone but myself. And besides, it still isn't definite that I'll go home, although the odds are in my favor. We'll leave here in a day or two for Labor, and God only knows how long I'll remain there. I don't know where I'll go from there after having been screened, but my idea is that I'll be sent to Stowe, England, another replacement depot. And from there, if I'm lucky, I'll catch one of the queens, as that is how the Air Corps personnel is leaving now. It's all a guess with my fingers crossed. From now on, I won't believe I'm going home until I actually put foot on the boat. With this in mind, don't expect me any time soon. It's only a matter of patience of which I no longer possess. God knows, after the miserable way I came over to this godforsaken country, I expected half a break in returning. I've never seen as raw a deal pulled on anyone. How I wish I had a bottle of whiskey. A good drunk is about the only thing that would make me feel better. A lot of drinking is the only thing that will make me feel better, and that's just what I intend to do if and when I get home. Not hearing from you for two months hasn't helped. I do pray you're all well and happy. I still wonder about Lee. I hope he at least got a break. Give everyone my love and to expect me when I get there. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. P.S. Remember about the phone calls. I expect some from friends, so please take the message and say that you expect me any day. Our hero, the Silver King, has written a four-page letter to his family explaining what's been going on in Europe regarding his return. They have been moving his guys around like pawns on a chessboard, and there's a great unhappiness amongst the Air Corps personnel. As Stanley writes to his family from Le Bourg, where he has returned on September 19, 1945, Dearest Ones, now that I have completed the circuit and am once again residing at my origin, I feel safe in saying once again that I am on my way home. I am leaving tomorrow by train to Antwerp, where I hope this time I shall board a ship. They have assured us that it's the real thing this time. I pray they be right." Our mess has caused quite a commotion among the higher-ups, 
and our predicament is known all over Paris. Some one person is definitely responsible for the fiasco through his own carelessness, and we have been made to understand that he will be punished, though that isn't too much consolation for the less fortunate among our group of lost sheep. Just as I wrote you, the unit was screened. Men with 75 points and above are leaving tomorrow with some sort of priority. Thank God I have 77. As yet, nothing has been said what will happen to the others, though the general opinion is they will return to Germany for occupation. It is indeed a low blow to them. For instance, one of the boys from Birmingham with whom I have become great friends only has 53 points. He is worried and has a baby who he has never seen. I really feel sorry for him. He's been a swell companion, and I had looked forward to traveling with him. He is Irby Ziegler. Perhaps you know his father of Ziegler's Sausages. If all goes well, I should be in New York about the second week in October. This is purely a guess, so don't go rushing to New York. I might not even get into the city. Stay home, and I'll call you from the first phone I find and let you know all the details. I pray you're both well and happy. God forbid that anything has happened and you couldn't get in touch with me. I've been fine and only thinking how good it will be to be at home and a civilian. Give my regards to everyone and love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley, our patient hero, remarkably so, has written for the last time from Europe and his war in the European theater of operations. It's late September of 1945, and he is about to board a ship from Antwerp, and he's hopeful of being in New York City by mid-October. And we have reached the end of Stanley's letters, Dearest Ones, from his entire time in Europe during the Second World War. And as our hero, the Silver King, returns to the States by crossing the Atlantic Ocean from Europe, almost precisely a year to the day that he sailed on the Queen Mary, from New York Harbor to England to enter his war. We will consider the entirety of Stanley's hundreds of letters written from the day he got on a train in Nashville in 1943 to his return to New York Harbor in October of 1945 through an epilogue of dearest ones. And I thank you for listening to Stanley's letters, and I hope you will consider the epilogue. And you have been listening to The Silver King's War.